Welcome to the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series, where your host, Andy Jacob, interviews leading entrepreneurs, founders, and CEOs about their incredible companies and discusses their unique entrepreneurial journeys. If you're the CEO or founder of an exciting and exceptional company, the editorial team of Dotcom Magazine welcomes you to pitch your business story to appear on this exciting interview series by reaching out to Mr. Jacob at Dotcom Magazine at dotcommagazine.com. And without further ado, here is another amazing entrepreneurial story on the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series. Good afternoon, everyone. Andy Jacob here with the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series. What a show today. I've been able to book a leader in high-performance digital marketing, digital agency, really on steroids. It's unbelievable, and I hate to even use that term, but they do such an amazing job. I've been able to book Mr. Peter Kovetsky, and Peter is the CEO of Bapple. Now, interestingly enough, Bapple is located out of Sydney, Australia, but they have customers and clients all over the world. And what Bapple does is they design high-performance web applications, websites. They take care of premium, uh, premium brands that facilitates exceptional user experience. I've wanted to get Peter on the show today to talk about user experience because that's one of his worldwide leading expertises. Peter, thanks so much for coming on the show today. Thanks so much, Andy. Uh, very nice to be here. It's great to have you, Peter. You know, uh, we oftentimes get worldwide leaders in their respective spaces, and certainly this is no different. Let's pull the lens back to start with Peter to 30,000 feet and tell us all about Bapple. Right, so we're a UX specialist uh, based in Sydney. Uh, we basically um, specialise uh, in helping businesses to, to do better business. Um, basically, what does that mean? You know, it's uh, reducing friction in user experience, uh, increasing engagement uh, with their web applications, websites, software as a service, uh, online platforms, and... Um, we build those specifically for like specific audiences and uh, customers. What I love about what you do, Peter, is you really have a great onboarding process where you talk to the client and you really get into the specifics of what that client wants, whether it's a lead or a shopping cart experience or a phone call or something like that. So let's talk about that because that's a very, very good way to bring new clients on. What does that onboarding process look like? What does that phone call or first meeting look like with your clients? Yeah, 100%. I mean, it's really important for the business to know what they're trying to, to achieve, you know, and uh, every business has different goals. Uh, a lot of the time it revolves around revenue, but um, sometimes you want to look beyond that and look beyond uh, towards customer satisfaction, towards brand engagement, towards uh, a positive experience, you know, a seamless experience. 
And uh, we we want to narrow down on that exact thing and focus on that and make revolve the experience around achieving that um, for customers. That makes all the sense in the world. Uh, you know, when we think about engagement, Peter, you know, where where's this all going? Are, are people trying to get the phone calls more than the web leads? Are they trying to get the web leads more than the email addresses? Are they just trying to, you know, get their name out in front of people in terms of a branding play? Is there somewhere where sort of is the sweet spot for most of the customers right now? Yeah, uh, it definitely varies from business to business. Uh, I still love a good old phone call, to be honest, you know, just have a chat and uh, speak to someone. Um, A lot of our leads come as emails, uh, as do a lot of online businesses. Um, But it's the first step and ultimately it always leads to a conversation and that's how we like to lead every uh, business um, project. Uh, Yeah, everything really needs to have face-to-face. It's uh, As digital as this world is becoming, we really want to keep it human and keep it real, you know, because we're, we're trying to connect with people. So you can't connect with people without connecting with people. <laughs> I love it, Peter. I love it. And certainly with the advent of video conferencing and Zoom and the like, I would imagine that that sort of, you know, human touch is sort of there in the sales cycle, but enough to get get to know someone. So when you think about these types of phone calls, even the one that we're on now on Zoom, has that has that really um, helped companies be able to make a nice contact with their potential clients? Do you feel that Zoom is and video conferencing is, is a benefit to companies to use to help them in their sales cycle? I definitely, definitely. There's so much trust built in uh, that rapport, that uh, banter. Um, I think... It could not have been better timing, especially after COVID-19. That was just unbelievable how um, video conferencing skyrocketed. And, um, yeah, it kind of saved a lot of businesses, to be honest, where otherwise it would have been a totally different story. I mean, we still have phones, obviously, but, um, yeah, it changed the face of business for for the future, I think. And there's a lot of that is going to stick around so yeah we do a lot of our calls on zoom uh but we're getting we're starting to get a little bit more um uh customer confidence in coming and meeting with us which we still encourage yeah see that makes all the sense in the world because what you're saying peter is you can actually get some eyeballs on someone you can actually talk to them and while you're you're not in person it still gives you a glimpse into sort of their passions and their thoughts and their ideas and the way in which they're thinking. And you can sort of survey the room and understand really who you're talking to and what their needs and desires are. You know, Peter, you've got such a wonderful roster of clients. Your, your, uh, your success stories are very, very excellent. And anyone can go on Bapple's website and check them out. You know, when we think about a high-performance digital agency like yours, one thing that comes to mind, Peter, is that you've been able to build a wonderful team. So let's talk about that for a minute. Let's talk about your team because Bapple has some very unique uh, people on, on the team and people that really love what they do. And it seems like you've just put together a wonderful cohesive unit over at Bapple. Yeah, look, um, I think the team is 
possibly the most important of a bit, uh, part of a business like ours. And uh, I like to hire um, passionate people slowly, carefully myself. You know, I don't really um, want to rely on recruiters or anything like that. I like to get to know them. Um, and, and, you know, you want to build a nice harmonious team that, you know, uh, it's full of people that uh, take ownership um, that that uh, are just happy people, well-rounded people, and uh, and 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 they're just passionate about what they do. Yeah, I think that's um, one of the things that we really look for is that they they want to deliver something that they're proud of, and that's what we like to do as well. Something that you can show off uh, and and uphold your reputation. You know. I love it, Peter. And obviously, you're known at Bapple for providing really, really transfer transformational digital media to your clients and, and, and digital opportunities to your clients. And one thing that must be very fun for you to wake up in the morning and know that you've put the team together where they all have the same type of passion to give the absolute best digital experience to your clients. So, so when we think about that, when we look at your projects online and we look at your success stories, they all seem to revolve around one key purpose like we spoke about earlier. So how do you get to the key purpose? When, when you talk to a client, are you asking them, what do you want to do? Asking them the who, what, where, when, and why, how questions and how questions so you can determine what they want. Do they want walk-ins? Do they want a call? Do they want website registrations? And then after you accumulate all this information, then does your team go to work to deliver on the promise? Yeah, I mean, it's all about um, solving problems for the customer. So, uh, and also um, addressing the business's needs. So, um, it could be, you know, uh, donate to a, a fund. It could be uh, add to a car. It could be call the business, make a booking, you know. So it's a – and it could be several of those. Uh, it could be make a booking or make a call. So we basically take all those things and we prioritise them because if there's 10 of these things, you just have to, like, calm down and say, okay, let's pick two the most – uh, revenue generating uh, leads or calls to action as they call them in our uh, industry and let's focus on those because they're the ones that are going to drive business and uh, create engagement if you have too many you're going to confuse people it's going to be analysis paralysis so yeah you, you just want to stay focused and uh, really get to the point yeah I hear you Peter it makes all the sense in the world and and after you talk to your clients with the onboarding process and, and they hire you and you start designing, I know Bapple is a very big believer in testing, testing, testing. So maybe you could uh, talk about that a little bit, how important testing is for you to do for your clients. Yeah, testing is super important. I mean, uh, designs and solutions um, – are largely um, they are presumptuous in many ways. There is a lot of research that goes into them, but until you've tested an assumption, it isn't proven. 
So you want to test any sort of thing, just like uh, if uh, Ferrari launches a new car, BMW, whatever, um, they're going to road test that thing before they put it on the road. Similarly with any digital product, you know, uh, you want to road test it. You want to make sure that the brakes work. You want to make sure that the clicks work. You want to make sure that there's no uh, weird dead ends and things. And um, so we often will actually test these things before we even build them. Uh, so during design, you know, so it's like um, architects sometimes do walkthroughs in buildings. Uh, like they do actual, you know, mock-ups, real life-size mock-ups, and they let the chef walk through it and go, okay, where are the drawers? Similarly with us, we do that, you know, we walk through the product, uh, add it to the cart, uh, you know, uh, calculate the funds, uh, value, all those kind of things need to be proven before we build and spend thousands of dollars, you know, building it. Mm. That makes all of the sense in the world now. Let's talk about the 800-pound gorilla in the room because you do such a great job, you know, providing solutions to your customers' problems. You, you put them in the position to um, solve their key purpose. So let's just pick one, for example. Let's say a hmm. company or a customer comes to you and say, says they want more website registrations. How do you yeah. deal with a company that wants that but isn't very good at fulfilling the website registrations. Like they don't have the right infrastructure to get back to the people. So all this great work that you've done, you know, uh, to bring all these, you know, leads and registrations to these companies, they're, they're going un, un they're, they're not getting closed. The people are not being contacted. How do you deal mm -hmm. with that with a company that doesn't have the chops to really contact all these amazing leads that you sent to them? Yeah, that's an excellent question because building it is not the on, only part of the equation. You know, you don't build it and they will come as a, you know, field of dreams uh, quote there. Um, it, it, there's so many elements to online business success. You can't just rely on it, the storefront being there. You have to have a good sales team. You might even need a CRM, you know, uh, people uh, responding to those leads quickly, those registrations, vetting them, um, uh, and and also driving the traffic there to begin with, you know. So it's not just building it, it's marketing it, and then it's following those leads and knowing how to deal with them. And, uh, yeah, so it's... There's many layers. And also uh, the content is a big player in that. Um, a pretty design won't do everything. You have to have amazing content, uh, amazing writing. People engage with stories. People engage with narrative. Uh, it's as important as a movie's narrative, you know. If you want people to really connect, tell a story, you know. And, and I, I like to start with the story first. It's like, what do you want to say? Uh, this 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 concept was made famous by David Ogilvy, and I've borrowed it ever since. And what do you want to say first? Then how do you want to say it? Yeah, super important. I love it. Storytelling is something that you and your team do so well for your clients. Now, let's talk a little bit about shopping carts because everybody seems to be talking about shopping carts right now with their you know oh. their digital marketplaces and with their digital 
uh, e-commerce platforms. And I tell you, nothing for me is more annoying than having a tough checkout where they put me through so many different iterations and I go from one website to the other and nothing's working and it takes a lot of time. How important is that seamless customer experience for those shopping carts that you build for your world-class customers? Yeah, super important. It's um, the less steps, the better, basically. Don't make people jump through a thousand hoops. Make it as, if it can be simple, um, make it as simple as you can, you know. Um, That's, I think, the best rule. And uh, also... um, Follow-ups, if they didn't complete the shopping cart, is uh, a nice um, add-on. So, um, yeah, I'm a big believer in simplicity and, um, yeah, and just as little friction as possible. I love the simplicity. You know, so many people that you speak with out there and so many companies that uh, are even in the digital space they try and complicate two things way too much. And and complicated Mm. things typically not only don't work, but they don't work for the customers. Here's a perfect example of my life, Peter. I was Mm. recently shopping for something online and it was for a warehouse uh, that I'm an investor in as an angel investor. And I got on the website and up popped a, a, a messaging person, a person to message, instant messaging. So a, yeah. a chat, a chat bot. So yeah. I started chatting and I asked, do you have this one product? And I waited and waited and waited and nothing came back. So I opened up another tab on my computer, went to their competitor, found what I was looking for, bought the item, paid for it with the seamless frictionless, frictionless shopping experience, Yes. Had it already ready to go, done, I went back to the other website. I was still waiting for the chat bot or the chat person to get back to me. So let's talk yeah. about this chat for a minute because chat yeah. seems to be everywhere right now. How important is chat to your to your clients and how do you manage the chat? Yeah, chat can be excellent if it's attended to. Uh, that's basically the, the rule of thumb. Uh, if you're going to have a chat, have someone there uh, available like within – the minute um it's also really good for just general help um if you're on a web application or some sort of platform and something goes wrong if you want to get feedback for that product as the actual service provider quickly um that's an excellent way of uh letting people customers provide that feedback otherwise people are not likely to to give their feedback uh, this is just coming from experience you know if you're on a site and you're like oh, pulling your hair out and there's a little thing there. You just say, "Hey, just found this problem. Uh, just let I tell you." And um, that seems to work. And yeah, it, it's all about um, just being timely about it, you know, and just being there for your for your people and your customers. Yeah, that makes all the sense in the world, Peter. It's great advice. Keep it simple because simplicity really rules the day. You know, it's very interesting when we think about entrepreneurship, Peter, and we look at what you've been able to do with BAPL with your team. You know, when we think about entrepreneurship, a lot of times younger entrepreneurs and startup founders um, have, they have potholes in the road. They have roadblocks that come up and they kind of get freaked out a little bit because, you know, they don't really know how to handle it and they think they need to 
be perfect at everything they do. And you and I both know that that's not really the case. Maybe you could talk a little bit about entrepreneurship, Peter, and tell and talk to the younger entrepreneurs and give them some insight on how when you're a business owner like yourself, a CEO with a great team, that things always don't kind of go your way and you have to sort of figure out how to how to make things work or make lemonades out of lemons, if you will. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that is the life of any entrepreneur and, and business owner is you just have to think on your feet, um, constantly learning, you know. Um, I think for, for many years, I just sort of winged it. Uh, I honestly, I think for 15 years, uh, just, yeah, just faffed around, you know, and I was surviving just fine. And, uh, and then about 15 years into it, I thought, hold on, I could probably learn a thing or two from people who have done this before. So I got a trainer, I got a business coach and uh, learned from them and, you know, talk to people, talk to other business owners. That's really valuable. Um, and just you've got to be resilient, you know, uh, and don't get down about things when things go wrong. It's always just an opportunity to, to see where you went wrong and learn from it and get up and just keep going, you know. that's uh, Yeah, that's, that's my rule of thumb. Well, that's great advice, and we talk about it all the time. And no matter, you know, whether we're talking to Fortune 500 executives or startup executives, one thing that always is important to keep in mind, Peter, as you know, is you want to surround yourself with the best possible talent that you can. You want to get yourself a good mentor or a coach or a consultant when you need it. Yeah because that's so important, uh, like you mentioned. Now, Peter, you know, I'm looking behind you and I'm seeing some surfboards. Yes. And, uh, and everything else. And everything <laughs> else. And I love the photos. And, you know, we, we obviously speak to a lot of CEOs uh, at the dot-com magazine entrepreneur spotlight series. Many of them um, enjoy the outdoors. Many of them are active. Many of them have active lifestyles. Many of them like to play sports and they like to compete. So when we think about surfing and yeah. being out on the waves and catching a wave and, you know, landing on your backside and getting back up and doing it again, are there some things that you can glean from surfing and your, your outdoor activity that, that uh, has taught you something about being an entrepreneur? Yeah, that's an awesome parallel. Um, and yes, I think it's purely keep learning. Uh, if you just um, jump in and expect to be great at something, um, it's, it's highly likely that you're not going to. And yeah, I, I think active learning is the biggest thing, even with surfing. You know, I did a similar thing with surfing. I thought, oh, yeah, surfing, easy. I, you know, you just pop up. Because, you know, my first surfing lesson popped up on the first day. I thought, I must be good at this, right? But that's only the, the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> and, uh, you know, 20 years down the track, uh, and I'm still learning and uh, still it's a fine art surfing, you know. Um, it's like any uh, sport or sort of creative uh, pursuit is that there's so many techniques, there's so many uh, – things that you have to learn and uh yeah i think the ever learning 
um, journey is, is where it's at and I love it, you know. And just challenge yourself. Try and think of new things that you can learn. Same with business. Yeah, there's so many parallels, yeah. I love it, Peter. You know, it does have a lot of parallels. And like you said, you know, early on in your entrepreneurial journey, you sort of, you dove in, but you didn't really dive in like you ultimately dove in. And the same thing with your surfing. You know, you started, you were pretty good at the beginning. You kind of took it for granted, but then you started really getting into it, took some lessons, talked to people, learned more and more and more. You're out on the water talking to other surfers to, to become better and better and better. And then once you started, started to commit to becoming better, both on your surfing journey and on your entrepreneurial journey, I would imagine the world opened up to you. Is that the way that it kind of went down? 100%. Yeah, on both sides. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's it. it uh, I'm a big believer in um, that you get what you need, you know, uh, good old Rolling Stones lyric. Uh, you don't always get what you want, but once you really need it and really want it, you'll generally get it, you know, but you have to want it, you know, and focus on it. Yeah. I love it, Peter. I love it so much. Now, I know you've only been able to slice out a certain amount of time for me this morning. I know it's morning for you right now and it's afternoon for me, but let's talk about your team because I'm very fascinated with your team uh, they have a great, uh, diverse background, some phenomenal people on the team who are really experts in their field. And I know you must be very proud of them. When you hire someone, Peter, is there one thing that you look for when you make a hire to join the Bapple team? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a really good one. Look, from my heart, I always look for that spark of creativity and that curiosity um, and just this is more than one thing, <laughs> but just a genuine interest, you know, not just uh, chasing the dollar. Uh, I think that makes a massive difference to anyone's career is just that genuine interest and that genuine hunger for knowledge and uh, wanting to make great things. That's, that's really what I look for. Yeah. And if there's a bit of creativity lingering in the background there, even better. You know? I love it, Peter. And what you do at Bapple, you just don't make things pretty, which is mm-hmm. what I really like about what you do with your company and your team. You know, you make things pretty and you make things good looking, of course, but all of your projects revolve around a key purpose. And that's really your, your, your guiding purpose of your company. And I love that so much because that tells me that you're putting your customers first. That's telling me that you really care about your clients. That's telling me that if your clients are successful, that makes your day and that makes the Bapple team very, very happy and very excited. So let's talk about that before we go today. What is it about seeing your clients do well that makes you feel so great and gets you up in the morning? You know, I think that's the best thing. That's the best outcome is seeing a client do well because that what that is why they came to us and that's what we wanted to set out to achieve in the beginning. 
Um, no client wants to leave uh, worse off than they came. Um, yeah, I think it's that simple is that we want to help, you know, and if we're not helping, then what are we doing, <laughs> you know? Right. Um, and, yeah, we, we always want to check back in and say, are you doing better? And if not, then what went wrong? Um, yeah. And it's just so satisfying having that uh, end of uh, after the project's finished, seeing that, that um, manifest and, and watching the business grow, um, however it may be. You know, so that, I love that. That's, that's really cool to see that happen. And that's really the creative side. That's sort of like the intrinsic creativity that your team has. They like to create and then they get that feedback when their, their transformational creatives become amazing for your clients and they do such great things with them in their own business and they become better in their business. Peter, I have one final question for you because it's very interesting. You know, I'm talking to you. You seem like kind of a laid back guy and it's, you know, I love it. You've got the surfboards behind you. You know, you got some, a cool shirt on and you've got some great beads on your wrist and, you know, you're very <laughs> thoughtful and, and you've got a great way about you. Very kind. You know, you can tell you're a compassionate person. You're humble. And I love all that. What is Peter Kabetsky's why? why? Why do you get up in the morning, Peter? What gets you going? And why do you wake up, get out of bed, and put one foot in front of the other? Yeah, ultimately, it's to serve other businesses, really. Um, it's to inject a little bit of life, a little bit of spark into other businesses, you know, the same way that we've done with ours. And uh, to find that spark for them and often it's it's in the founder you know it's just about translating it into um something that people can connect with so that's that's really fun and uh yeah my why it took me a while to find my why you know because uh you know at the beginning it just seems like you're making websites and digital things business cards whatever but once you actually uh connect it back to what you're achieving for those people you're ultimately helping people you're helping you're not helping businesses you know a business is a construct around people uh you're helping those people's families uh be it the ceo be it their team you know it all comes back to other people's families and um that's yeah you know it is about making money but who's it making money for is it for a good cause if it's for a good cause and great uh yeah that's that's my why i love it peter it's absolutely awesome it's it's really great to hear you know someone that found it someone that started on their journey and they found it and they realized that what they can do can change the world what what you can do and what your team at babble can do can change the world for the positive because you help your clients, you help your customers, then they become more successful than if they have not hired you. Then that success can hopefully uh, steamroll into some other great things, whether it's charity or a mission or something like that at their company. So we're all moving forward. We're all giving forward. We're all paying back. We're all evolving. And like you said, this is a journey that we're all getting better at each and every day. If you just get up in the morning and have that mindset. Peter, I wanted to thank you 
so much for coming on the show today. You know, I, I, I knew what okay. the interview was going to be about. It was going to be introspective, but at the same time, very, very, you know, enlightening about the way in which your company at Bapple really um, makes your projects revolve around things that work for your customers. It revolves around a purpose. And it's just super cool that that's your guiding mission and everybody on your team knows that. I wanted to thank you once again for slicing some time out this morning in your time zone, this afternoon in my time zone. And we wish you nothing but the best in Sydney and your worldwide clientele. And thank you so much for coming on the Entrepreneur Spotlight Series. My pleasure. Thanks very much, Andy. It's been uh, great talking to you.